Good morning, good afternoon, and good night, and welcome to the pod where we chark, argue, and wax poetic about the movies that we love, hate, or that are simply worth talking about. All movies have something to say and shows, and we enjoy trying to analyze what they capture. Welcome to the chatter after. I am Brandon Alvarado, Scarlet Fan here, and I am joined by the great Mike Thomas. Yo, yo. And special guest, Christian from Film Optics. What's up, bro? Hello, hello, hello. What's going on? Thank you so much for having me back on YouTube. This is going to be a lot of fun talking about The Legend of Vox Machina Season 2. I can't believe we're actually here already because I love the first season so much. And I was like, are we going to get a second season? We didn't hear too much about it. You know, usually when it comes to Amazon Studios uh, animation departments, they're kind of hush-hush. We're still waiting on some uh, season two for Invincible, but today we're here to talk about some Critical Role, Legend of Vox Machina. So thank you for having me here. I'm very excited to uh, take this journey with you guys. I'm excited that you're here. We were some of the lucky few that got screeners from Prime, from Amazon Prime, Prime Video. So thank you, Amazon, for trusting thank us. Thank you, Amazon. Uh, so we can do <laughs> sponsored. Yes, not sponsored, <laughs> but still, we got to give thanks for thanks to do. Um, but we're so excited because we got access to this season before it came out um, so we can review it and talk about it in non-spoiler fashion. As Christian said, we are going to be talking today in a non-spoiler fashion of The Legend of Vox Machina Season 2. Um, developed by C Critical Role and also played by all most of the members of Critical Role. And for those that don't know what this is, I think in a nutshell, it's literally live streams of celebrities playing Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> and doing campaigns of role playing games, which is actually super amazing because yeah. um, they were very, apart from the fact that D&D has been so amazing throughout the years, there's always been a crowd that just loves that kind of game. I've actually been wanting to play that and learn how to play and find a place so I can play it because it is so interesting to be able to create a character and create a story in a world with people and go in campaigns and go into quests and stuff like that. And it's like the epitome of experiencing a campaign of D&D is definitely what Critical Role has been doing um, by doing these live streams and getting people involved and people enjoying and, and learning and enjoying these stories. Because in reality, the beauty about games like Dungeons and Dragons is that you're creating with others. It's a collaborative effort. And it's an experience that all enjoy and others are enjoying now because Critical Role is sharing what they're doing. Um, and we got season one of Vox Machina, I think it was like two years ago or one year ago. It was a year ago. It was a what one a, year what a phenomenal turnaround and that first season it's great it's like it's 12 episodes um season two is also just 12 episodes very tight very simple but clear and to the point i love that from the first episode of the legend of vox machina you know what the show is about you know what the what what it's trying to do it's not trying it's very clear and cut of who these characters are what these characters can be um and what i love about these stories apart from the fact that it's it's adult themed ghosts and goblins <laughs> um I, I love the fact that these great voice actors that have created these characters and now are playing them in a different way because they've been playing them forever brings so much life and joy and inspiration to these interpretations and i'm glad that we got another season of it so 
let's jump in, guys. Let's talk about season two of Land of Vox Machina. Um, Christian, you're the guest, and you're a big fan of Vox. So Vox came back. <laughs> you finished season two. What are your thoughts, man? Was it was it what you wanted? Did it exceed expectations? Go. I would say for season two of Vox Machina, it remains one of the finest animated shows to date, um, in my opinion. Um, it is a suitable successor to the first season, and I think the stakes are stronger than they've ever been before with wilder action scenes and also just constant character growth because, you know, this is like an original property, and we don't see that a lot of the time, you know, within Hollywood nowadays. But I, I truly feel like we need more animated shows like this. Um, you know, the first season heavily focused on pike and percy's journey and we start to see vox and vex's journey you know we start to go into their characters a little bit more more into their backstory as well as grog and it's and, and scanlan actually for for this uh for season Scanlan-y. two <laughs> dang well, it i should have played the guitar <laughs> <laughs> it's it's so phenomenal because it's such a breath of fresh air um, first and foremost, you know, we don't get a lot of amazing animated properties nowadays. I'm a huge animated show when it comes to this. Um, I will say when it comes to Dungeons and Dragons or D and I'm not a fan of like playing it. I've tried it a few times. Maybe I just haven't had the best, uh, dungeon master out there, but I don't know it for some reason that part just doesn't fit into me. Like I've always respected it. I've always, you know, um, I, I respect people who do play it. It's just, I don't know if it's really for me. Maybe I just need to give it one more try altogether. But I understand why people love it so much. And, you know, we see uh, D&D and different um, forms of TV shows, especially with um, Mythic Quest, I believe. I think they do a little bit of that in there for Apple TV+. Plus. But, of course, for Stranger Things as well, because, you know, Dungeons & Dragons was huge in the 80s. But I love how, you know these characters are you know they're going on their own journeys it's like they're just playing another adventure of a pat it's like watching a passive adventure of D play out right before your very eyes and that's what i really enjoy about the entire series as a whole but especially season two it's just it's it's phenomenal and i'm like i just i i want season three to get here as soon as it possibly can. <laughs> I, I love what you mentioned about the whole D&D and you mentioned Stranger Things and you mentioned Mythic Quest and stuff like that. And, and it's because that is a corner of uh, geekdom that has been alive for years that doesn't really ha- get a lot of attention. I would even say I'm seeing it more and more in, in the front lines of things that of geekdom in the last 15 years has gotten a rise where a lot of people actively talk about it. It's not something that's just happening in the corner, in the back of the room, right? Where you have a particular set of people that are doing it. Um, Because I think people are growing fond of the idea of just creating with other people. And I love the fact that this show, we know that there is this D&D or role-playing genesis behind it, but anybody can jump into the show and fall in love with these characters and fall in love with this world and fall in love with this interpretation of fantasy. And there's books now about it. There's books, there's comic books there's, uh, that, that give you more in-depth information about these characters, other stories, origins, and stuff like that. But, but I love how 
um, every little corner of fandom is getting their time in the time in the limelight. And this is another way of doing that. And also, it's also a very beautiful reimagining of what these people enjoy doing and see themselves doing while they're playing, which is actually super cool because you got to figure all of them, all of the main um, actors, right? The, the, the ones that play the main roles with this, of course, we got Bixali Vazar, Percival Dorolo, we have Pike Trickfoot, Vaxel Danvisar, Keyleth of the Erishari, <laughs> Avatar, um, Scanlan Shorthalt, and Grog Strongjaw. Travis Willingham plays Grog, Sam Regal, Marisha Kay, Liam O'Brien, Ellie, um, Ashley Johnson, Townsend Jave, Matthew Mercer, and Abby, I mean, Laura Bailey. Um, all of these, which are phenomenal voice actors, have a great time doing these characters. Um, but they're also all executive producers. So they're taking hold of all of all the direction of where the show is going. So the so the story that is being played out is what they want. And I'm gonna be honest, the creative juices are flowing because I really thoroughly enjoyed season one and I thoroughly enjoyed season two. Because if you like season one, which yes, it has a big, um, Percy has a, has a central role, Pike has a central role, but it's more of a, it's more about like two mini campaigns to <clears throat> introduce the team. This is definitely, this definitely feels like the beginning of a bigger campaign, of a bigger story. And mm. like they double down into um, the mysticism of, of the world. But, but what I enjoyed about it the most is that like every great writer, within the actual main plot, they're making it a point for these characters to grow and to grow to specific trials. I love how each of them are growing individually and then as a group, which mm. um, it's not a spoiler, but there's a moment where Grog literally throws the Captain America line. And when that happens, it is just beautiful. <laughs> I cried during season two. I was like, this this is too much. I was like, I, I can't handle this, but I powered through it. But yeah, it, it's it's full of phenomenal like scenes and just amazing character growth moments for everyone. Obviously, yeah. like you said, for Percy and Pike, they are it's mainly Percy is the focus in the first season, but we get a lot with Scanlan, a lot more with Grog. I'm glad that we did. And then with the Vex and Vax for sure, and it's just and and with Keyleth a little bit, you know, aka the, the the Avatar, of course. But <laughs> yeah. I'm not the one who said it. I just no, want to make that no. clear. I'm not the one who said it. So so we do have to. Talk I messaged about Mike that I was like, "Yep, yeah. <laughs> always has been." That was my reply. Always has been. <laughs> now, Mike, um, you, yeah, we've heard mine. We've heard Christians. Vox Machina. Did you know about this before we got a chance to watch the screener? Did you discover it before watching season two? Tell us. I watched episode one. Uh, it's funny because Amazon sent me screeners for season one when it when it came out, but I only was able to watch the pilot. I, and from that point, I just never returned to the show. Not because I didn't enjoy it, but time, you know, how, as it goes. So when they sent us the screeners for season two that's why i messaged you brand i'm like i think this would be a good one to cover because i did like the first episode and knowing our love for animation just off what we do with you know the amateur otaku i'm like this this is going to be a good review i feel like this is going to be worth our time so revisiting season one watching that all the way through it was amazing season two for me it turns everything up to to 11 right it, it it's 
everything I loved about season one, but just they dialed in on everything that that was the show's strength and the weaknesses aren't really there. For me, this is honestly a perfect season of what Vox Machina could be. Yeah. Is it the perfect is it a perfect season of television overall? Maybe not, but for what the legend of Vox Machina is, I don't think you can get any better because like like you said, the campaign is bigger, the story it's larger, it's more impactful, it's more emotional, especially because in season 1, you know, everything they did with Percy, I thought was good. But since we were being introduced to those characters, my attachment to that character, I think kind of held held it back a little bit because He's going on that emotional journey, but I don't know who he is. And it was well done. It was well, you know, delivered. But now having that full season behind us and going on another adventure with these characters, I think just elevates it even more. And I don't think there's a bad character in the main cast. I really love what they did with uh, Vax and Vex in this season. They were some of the highlights for me. And of course, Laura Bailey, she's amazing in everything. Yes. So yes. I really love what they did with Vex. Um, yeah, I, I think it's just overall stronger because we have a grasp on who these characters are, but they don't have to explain anything. They can just go. All gas, no brakes. That's what Coach LaFleur says every single week. <laughs> Didn't pay off, but, you know. <laughs> I love that you say that because um, they did a lot of smart, they made a lot of smart decisions to make this feel bigger and to make it more interesting by by they they were able to pair um develop certain relationships between certain characters twist certain relationships in different directions um they literally made they didn't add that many new characters to the mix they just moved these same characters into different directions into different areas and also they did one of the things that i love about um, about movies and stories that sometimes you don't have to add new characters, just split them, put them in different areas, expose them to different things at the same time. And it makes the world feel the grander. So, I mean, I don't want to play the South Park part and just say that this season is bigger, better and uncut, but it definitely is a bigger season. It is a better season and it is a more ambitious season. season. And for those that love Vox Machina, it definitely delivers. And for those that love animated series, period. I mean, I, I can't really tell you that this is anything similar to anything that you've ever seen before. Because, I mean, there's probably a lot of anime that looks similar and stuff like that. But I love how Legend of Vox Machina is so good that they're carving like their own space within the many shows that have come out in the last couple of years. Just like Castlevania created its own space when it ruled Netflix with every season, right? Just like Avatar The Last M Airbender created its own space when it came out. The same thing with Korra. Vox Machina is really doing its own thing, and I'm actually loving it for it, and I can't wait for more. Um, you guys got to check it out. Land of Vox Machina is great. And it's 12 episodes. It's not like... It's not like super long. You can enjoy it in chunks. I mean, it's simple. It's between, every episode is between 24 to 26 minutes. Um, and some of them a little bit longer, depending on the story they're trying to tell. But it is tons of fun. It is vulgar where it needs to be. It is crazy what it needs to be. It is funny when it needs to be. And I don't know. I, I think I think you can you can watch this season more than anything. Um, you can watch the season and just enjoy it, or you can play a drinking game to see if you can catch all the external references that influence the creation of the characters. 
<laughs> because they do. <laughs> I, I'm not saying anything, but they do a lot in this season. I'm sure they and do. It, I've never watched Critical Role, like them actually play it. Like I know of them. Yeah. Because a few yeah. of my friends play D and D. But again, it's just, I mean, maybe I need to watch them, but yeah. I kind of Well, that's just... the thing. You don't have to watch them, but like if you actually watch certain characters and turns this season, you mm. can see influences. Mm. And it's actually pretty hilarious. But nice. then again, it's like anything. When you're building your own character in, right. in a role-playing game, you're grabbing everything that you like to build it. Yeah. You know, <laughs> and you kind of see those kind of traits in mm. these characters in a super interesting way they do so. Yeah. What I think I like about what the series as a whole does so well is that, you know, it when when we get something like Mortal Kombat, like the live action for that, I'm just throwing it out there. Like obviously, you know, you have all the legacy characters. There's right. no legacy characters. Obviously, this is like an original property, but you know, these are hey, you know, these for the most part, these characters are being voiced by, you know, their own creators. Yes. And you know, it, I think it gives it more of a personal touch and it gives those characters more depth because with Mortal Kombat, I think we were introduced to one new character, which was the fighter that wasn't technically in Mortal Kombat, the main character of that movie. And like, you could definitely feel oh, like we're that's talking like about a, that Mortal Kombat. Ugh. Yeah, that Mortal Kombat, where it's like, okay, you can feel Cole that Young. This thing, Cole Young. You can feel like Cole Young was created by Warner Bros. It was created by the studio. It wasn't like, hey, you know, I have this idea for a character. I think they fit really well into the Mortal Kombat universe. Here's this character. It The, the character feels very manufactured. Yeah, None of these yeah. characters in uh, Vox Machina feel manufactured at all. They feel very, you know, true to their creators um, themselves. And that's something I really appreciate. It's... It is phenomenal, and I didn't think that I needed something like this because when I was introduced to the series, I think much like Mike, uh, Amazon had just randomly sent me uh, screeners for it, and I was like, oh, it's like an anime thing. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll check it out. And then <laughs> episodes later, I was like, where did the time go? This is crazy. And I, <laughs> yes. and I was trying to find people to talk about it with, and I couldn't really find anyone, and then Mike had reached out to me about season two. He's like, is anyone been watching Vox Machina? I was like, um, yes. Like, it is <laughs> fantastic. And I was so happy when, you know, he reached out because I just felt like, I felt like I was alone and loving this because I couldn't really talk about it with anybody because I didn't right. know anyone else who had watched it. But I did recommend it to uh, two of my friends who played D&D. I think one Join of them me had at the bar. Let's talk. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I recommended to them. I think one of them is maybe at the time, I last I checked, he was like halfway through season one. But yeah, it, it's just been, this is something I never knew that I needed. It is so original. It's very well thought out. And I, I just want more. I, I want more. I want physical media. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'll get them started, you guys. <laughs> um, I think it, yeah, I think it comes down to fantasy as a genre and I, I, christian and i have said this you know not on air but like the idea that fantasy is finally making the, the huge comeback right with yeah. house of the dragon with even avatar studios coming avatar the last airbender's live action we've got rings of power on prime video so yeah, i'm just war. really 
and God of War is coming. Yeah, God of War is coming. Yeah. I, yeah, I see the hat on your head, Brandon. I, I know. We have, to, <laughs> we have to talk about dad and boy. The dragon uh, prince, his dark dragon. materials. So oh, many. Man. And it's like, dragon I love oh. that that Vox Machina is able to, like you were saying, carve out its own niche in this space, right? Yeah. Where even though it takes place in a realm that we are all familiar with now, it's still able to have its own spin on it. Yeah. And it just really highlights everything I love about this this series, especially when we get to the, the Chroma Conclave, right? Which is the main antagonist for, for this season. I thought that it was different from season one and it, it, was, it just felt grander. And I really appreciated yes. how it still ties in to that first season. Yeah, I actually wanted to touch on what you just said about the Chroma Conclave and just the, the dragons in the show altogether, because you, you feel much like Wakanda Forever when it came to um, Namor's army or Namor's army. You yeah. felt how powerful that nation was. You know, you felt you saw your your you know the main character struggle and lose time and time again. You see that in Legend of Vox Machina when it comes to the dragons. It's not just oh well you know it's it's going to be easy. You know we're we're going to have like a you know a huge heart rally and. You know, we're, we're going to defeat the dragon and, you know, they will be over. No, like this was a struggle and a half <laughs> yes. for these characters. Yes. Yeah. And you see that in season one, and especially in season two. And it's like, you know, it really puts into perspective how powerful these dragons are, how powerful the Karma Conclave is. Yeah. And I thought that was beautifully done because you don't really see that you just see oh well the character is going to defeat the big bad after some big you know inspirational speech and then poof you know the dragon is just going to go bye bye no yeah. <laughs> like hey it hey. is <laughs> we love inspirational speeches that's a staple of the genre <laughs> oh oh for sure oh for sure it's just i i love the spin on this where it's like yeah you know sure. these characters they're they're hanging on by this the skin of their teeth they're hanging on by thread of their own clothing because uh -huh. they're they, they are two seconds away from just being vanquished. And it's yeah. like, it's crazy to think about. It's just, yeah, I just wanted to touch on that. How many <laughs> times sure. have you played a, a video game where you're fighting this boss and you have almost nothing on your health bar? And then tension goes, ah, ah, yeah. dodge, bitch, dodge. <laughs> and then you finally beat him. It's like, yeah. oh, wait, I'm just talking about King Berserker. But, you know, that's me and Gaia. <laughs> yes. <laughs> It's like, yeah, it has, that's, that's one of the beauties about capturing that type of essence. At least for us, like, I'm assuming Christian, you're a gamer as well, right? So, no, no I'm just saying, yeah. <laughs> um, I, love how, I love how people of our niche can, can, can enjoy these games and all these different, enjoy mm -hmm. series like these in all these different angles and perspectives because we can see not just the creator intent, we can see the game behind it and we can also appreciate the story. Um, I want to go back to something you mentioned about the characters and um, I, I love how because of how much time these voice actors and players have spent creating these characters and developing these characters, um, I love how from the very first episode of season one, um, you feel that these characters exist. It's not like you're yep. feeling that you have to be convinced that this character belongs in this world. Does that make sense? Mm. Yeah, like, they just are, are. Yeah, these characters lived in. You're, you're, you're in this world with them and you're enjoying them. <clears throat> I love how 
I love how these characters stay true to their natures and also are expanded upon the season. But yeah, I mean, we can't spoil anything. I mean, there's a ton of stuff that there is left to talk about in Vox Machina season two. Um, but guys, if you love the first season, you will love Vox Machina season two. And, and I cannot wait for more. Um, the way it ends, woo, so powerful, so interesting. Um, and hopefully, if you guys enjoyed this non-spoiler review, let us know in the comments. Because if you guys want a spoiler review, Box Machina, we'll give it to you. <laughs> Whenever the time we'll is We'll give right. it to you just like Scanlan. <laughs> Scanlan! <laughs> Scanlan! Oh, man. He is... Scanlan is a very interesting character. And I He's was like, amazing. He's wow. Amazing. <laughs> it, it, it is so adorable whenever Pike and Grok talk to each other. It's like, yeah, what's I, up, buddies? Exactly. Not buddy, buddies. Buddies. You're my yes, favorite buddies. 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 So, oh, so good. Man. So I, good. Oh, I, I cried. I cried. I'm glad it's happy. <laughs> yes. So, 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 guys, anything else on this non-spoiler review of season two of Vox Machina? No, I just, I hope more people watch it. You know, I believe it is going to be releasing weekly on uh amazon prime uh i i feel like this is one of their it's it's one of their hidden gems amazon yeah. prime has a lot of good content like peripheral obviously the boys is like probably their biggest flagship uh we have invincible uh fox machina i think marvelous miss Maisel is on yeah that's supposed to be yeah. very good yeah it's supposed to be yeah, very, yeah, yeah it's yeah. amazing yeah and yeah i i and of course they they, they do have lord of the rings now everyone and jack Ryan. everyone's Oh, I forgot about Jack Ryan. Come on, bro. Um, I think Reacher so as well. I heard yeah, Reacher was there too. So good. And they, they have really good properties. It's just they don't market their – they're kind of like Apple. Like, yeah, yeah, like, oh, we have shows. You know, Amazon is more of like, you know, the, the in the business of buying and selling. But it's like, oh, well, we also have shows. But I feel like they if they pushed, like, their shows all together as much as they push like, NFL Thursday football <laughs> – because I kid you not, for the longest time, every time that I bought something from Amazon, it was either Lord of the Rings, a uh, little packaging, or it was, and it was like, Thursday. oh, watch uh, Thursday Night Football on Amazon Prime, you know, all that stuff. I'm like, okay, yeah. that's that's great. But, like, push your other shows because, yeah. you know, if you want to be in the, you know, the, the Emmys talk when it comes to that, and they, they sometimes they are, it's just – they have a lot of good stuff and yeah. I think they get overlooked as much as like Apple TV plus because they have a lot of good stuff as well. But yeah, I mean, just, just go watch it. Anyone out there who is, you know, watching this, listening to this, you know, if you're a big fantasy nerd, I, I think it is well worth your time yes. and you're, you're going to have a blast with it. Yeah. And, and also I, I, I left with the desire I've been, I've had the desire for a while now. I want to see critical world do something now like live. I want to see one of them sessions <laughs> because they just sound so much fun because with everything that I've seen in the show, I'm like, okay, these sessions have to be amazing. So I got to find it somewhere. So, um, if you're a fan of critical role, go watch Vox Machina. Um, if you enjoy season one, go watch Vox Machina season two and let us know in the comments below what you thought about it. And if you want us to do a spoiler review, of season two of Vox Machina, whenever it wraps up. Um, guys, you guys got anything else? No, no. Stream Prime Video, <laughs> January 20th. 
we got to give the folks the date. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's right. Oh, my God. I so totally forgot out, the so date. January 20th is going to be. I think it's so it streams Easter. every Friday starting January 20th. Um, enjoy it. It's going to be awesome. Please enjoy Amazon again. Thank you, Prime Video, for giving us a chance with, to review Vox Machina. And we will see you guys next time with another review another thoughts. Um, if you love The Last of Us, go check out our new podcast, Beyond the Clickers, where we will be covering HBO's The Last of Us on a weekly basis. Um, also, if you like to listen to news and stay with your finger on the pulse of what's going on in Hollywood movies, films, and games, The Shatter After Daily, where Mike and friends talk a lot about a lot of awesome stuff every single week. Um, and then we also have our movie reviews and series reviews that come up every two weeks. Uh, I think the last one that came up, um, by the time this comes out, it's probably going to be The Shape of Water. So there's a lot of stuff coming up in the pipeline, and hopefully you enjoy every little bit of it. So make sure you click on that like button, subscribe, and click on the bell for notifications so you don't miss any single episode or coverage. And if you'd rather to listen to us on the go, we're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever podcasts are found. Christian, people wanted to find you and your stuff. Where can they find you? Oh, boy. Well, first of all, thank you guys so much for I, I've been meaning to scratch this itch for a while when it came to Vox Machina. Uh, thank you. Thank you guys so much for having me on. It's, I, I feel that I made it worse as soon as I said a non-spoiler review. <laughs> to do a no, spoiler no, you're review. totally fine. I was like, that is it's perfect because you, you want people to just go in and yeah. experience, you know, it for themselves. And, yeah, right. you know, sometimes I feel like you know, when it comes to leaguers and studios, sometimes they accidentally give us a little bit too much information, but you know, you got to keep it preserved. Maybe if this being a hidden gem is, is somewhat of a good thing True. <laughs> all together, but um, you can follow my podcast film optics. That is optics with an X on Apple podcast, Spotify, <laughs> Google podcasts, wherever you listen to your podcast on all po major podcast platforms around the internet. Um, you can find us on Twitter at Film Optics. Again, that's Optics with an X. I always say that because I don't know why I spelled it that way. It's the weirdest thing in the world. But it looks cooler. <laughs> we're like Netflix. <laughs> but it's cred, bro. It's cred. <laughs> it's cred. <laughs> but um, we just came back from a two-week break on our podcast. We are an audio-only podcast. I'm sorry, all you YouTube fans out there, but. That's just the way the cookie crumbles. Um, but you can listen to our Megan review that we just uh, dropped a few days ago. And we're also going to be covering that 90s show, spoiler free review. And of course, we're also going to be covering The Last of Us on a weekly basis for everyone to enjoy. And you can also keep a lookout for our Velma review, which will be hitting around mid-February. Uh, we're going to wait until that entire season is done before we start talking about it but yeah and you can also check out our puss and boots last wish review that was our last episode that we did mike came <laughs> on for a top five holiday slash christmas movies podcast as well uh definitely we did check it die out. hard <laughs> <laughs> ah, anyway uh, those are just a few things you can listen to our podcast again you can follow us on all major podcast platforms so thank you guys so much for having me on <laughs> so mike if people want to find you sir where can they find you apart from the bar here you know the chatter after <laughs> you can also find me at novice cinephile uh everywhere especially youtube TikTok, and twitter um i've got a poll on the 
YouTube side, I want you guys to vote. I want to push this to you guys here now. It's a free-for-all. Battle Royale. No bending. Who wins? Aang, Katara, Zuko, or Azula? Azula. Hands down. <laughs> we just throw in hands. That's the goal. Just throw in hands? See, see, that's the problem, though. I think it's going to be Zuko. Because you know Azula is going to be a, a sore loser. And by the time the battle's <laughs> over and she's going to lose, she's going to throw a bending and be disqualified. Aang's going to go first. Yes, he... Aang doesn't even because make the semifinals. Because he is a pacifist. He can't really... Yeah. I mean, yeah. I think Azula's going to come boat. out on top. <laughs> it's going to be... But then again, I don't know. Katara is very scary <laughs> when it comes to her anger. Ooh. I think Azula's taking it, but I think Zuko and Katara are going to give her a run for her money. Mainly, yeah. maybe, yeah, maybe Zuko, but yeah. Toph doesn't qualify because she's blind. Without bending, she's she's blind. That's cool. <laughs> so yeah, that's what's happening on my channel. Check that out. That's, that's a for me. good question. Oh my gosh. So go to that poll at the Novice Cinephile channel. Um, you can find me on the Shatter After. You can also find me on Twitter at the Scroll the Fan Fifty Two. I'm playing The Last of Us, and I'm putting stuff up there. So if you want to see what I've been doing in The Last of Us. Go there. I'm putting a lot of interesting things that I've noticed. Uh, so I don't know if you want to check it out there. But more than anything, you can find me in the Shadow Raptor podcast on Beyond the Clickers, The Last of Us podcast. And you can find me also at The Amateur Otaku, where I talk anime, anime series, anime movies, manga with Mike, my good friend Isaac Wolf, and Jamie. So you guys are awesome. Stay awesome. Keep watching movies. Keep watching shows. And go watch Fox Machina, damn it. And we'll have a drink. Like the rest of us. <laughs> and we'll have a drink at the end with Scanlon. Yes. With a lot of protection. Scaling! Scaling! Scaling!